presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. And, uh, yeah, it costs a little bit more, but, hey, you get what you pay for, man. And now, hopefully, fingers crossed, there are not going to be any more glitches and forgetting to schedule the show, et cetera, uh, like we did when we were with Live Paranormal. And, anyway, I am so delighted to be back in the saddle again from my staycation. We were supposed to go to Norway, but that didn't work out. Long story. Anyway, if you read the blog, you'll know what it's like. So, anywho, we have with us the awesome channel, Veronica Drake, Dr. Drake, as we now refer to her, <laughs> and we also have Miss uh, Lori Gibbons, and she is our awesome guest today. She's going to talk about uh, her book, The Do-It-Yourself Guide to Conscious Living, Unraveling Your Mindset in 21 Days, and I finished it recently. I have to say it's really one of the best books I have written, uh, uh, read. Uh, you know, it's just like thank you. Every sentence is so important in it. So anyway, we're going to talk about some mindsets, some of those uh, mindsets that she uh, talks about in her books, and I'm just going to let you take it, take it out. And, oh, Eric, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. He says. So take it away, Lori. Well, um, thank you again, and um, I appreciate being back on the show. Um, I'd like to mention to anyone that is unfamiliar with me or my book, um, if you'd like to know more about me or my backstory, I would um, uh, welcome you to visit my author central page on Amazon. I recently updated it, um, so please feel free to jump in. And tonight, how do they find that? Yeah, how you just find go that? to um, just go to Amazon. And you can look up my name, which is spelled L-O-R-I-E, and you need the E at the end. So it's L-O-R-I-E, and then G-I-V-E-N-S, and that pulls up my book. And whenever you look at someone's book on Amazon, you can click on their name. And if they have an author page, it will take you right to their page, and I do. Oh, I, don't, I wonder if I had even had that. But listen, shout out to your hubby, Jim, who is trying to help me save my knockout roses. Hi, Jim. You're very welcome. Yes, <laughs> he was delighted to help. He's so sweet. Okay, well, um, Dr. Medhus, I'm sorry, but yes, I continue to call her that, um, asked me to speak tonight about two mindsets. One is a mindset of blame, and the other is a mindset of running away. There are t- 21 mindsets that um, I cover in the book. And the first one I'd like to share is the mindset of blame. The title of it is The Stories We Tell. And even though in the book, the actual book, um, each chapter takes 20 to 25 minutes to get through each day, I try to condense the tonight so that each of the two clips would be about three minutes. So here we go with the mindset of blame. And the title is The Stories We Tell. If we could total how many minutes of our lives we've devoted to blaming others for our setbacks, would the numbers surprise us? If the numbers were high, would our first reaction be to blame someone else for the results? Would our private reactions be different? 
would they lead us to wonder if we have spent too much of our lives blaming other people for things we don't like about our lives, our livelihoods, and our happiness? You know them, the same people who have left us feeling victimized. And it wasn't just a feeling they left with us. In many ways, we were victimized and continue to feel that way. Many things that have happened to us have been caused by other people who were at fault and are to blame. They are the reason we feel the way we do, which is why we've been focused on our need for them to change. But even though experience has shown us that whoever we blame does not change, for some reason, neither do we. See, when it comes to them and others like them, we often feel angry and somewhat powerless. Somehow the people who have made us feel victimized wield some sort of power over our feelings, Mm. especially our feelings about them. We seldom ask ourselves why they have that power or how they got it. Instead, we focus on what they do to us and why they are to blame. And with that much focus on the what and the why of whomever is to blame, we've gotten pretty good with using blame to figure things out. In fact, It just feels like our normal way to deal with things. Mm -hmm. But is it really normal? Or have we gotten so used to using blame as a way to get through life that we've made it seem normal? Because it sure seems normal to focus our time and energy on whoever it is we need to blame for whatever it is we need to blame them. But maybe it would feel less normal if we stopped focusing on whomever and whatever it is we need to blame and started focusing on why we need it, because our need to blame is what's causing us to think the way we do. It's causing us to repeatedly search for someone to be at fault by making us believe that if things aren't going our way, then someone must be at fault. And since blame is predicated in fault, It's not very hard to find fault if we're using blame to find it. Blame always finds its mark, especially after so much repeated use. It's that repeated use that convinces us we need it. And before we know it, it takes up residence in our minds where if it stays long enough, it becomes a state of mind that ends up responding to needs that aren't really needs at all. Blame is not, nor has it ever been, something we need. It is simply something we use to tell the stories of our lives. Mm. That's true. I love that chapter. And I've done that. Oh, everybody's at fault. But, you know, when you do that, you're a victim. Then you're one of the pawns on the, on, on the chessboard being moved around by other people instead of the, the, um, the courageous chessboard player who is moving those who's taking responsibility and moving those pieces around the board then you completely give away your power when you blame others you know and when you become a victim but it's so easy to do because oh my god we don't want to be wrong right yes we don't want to be wrong well like i've shared uh with you before and i share with you know people that ask me about the book um I had to go to some pretty deep, dark spaces in order to figure this out and to start, you know, observing 
how much, even though I, I tend not to be one the, the kind of person that blames others for things, um, but I, I think to some to one degree or another, we all do it throughout the day without even noticing it. Yeah, probably and, so. Um, that hey, particular ask- chapter meant a lot to me. Oh, yeah. I want to ask Eric uh, a question. Eric, do you think a lot of this, uh, she's, uh, a lot of this, these, uh, re- this, her book basically is channeled? Uh, <clears throat> Eric says hello. <laughs> He's giving a formal hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Um, hello. Hello. Um, He's saying that ultimately every piece of wisdom that will change the way we look at the world is channeled. And Mm -hmm. he's saying it's channeled, yes. As if yes, yes, yes. So every every, um, publication, every piece of wisdom that has ultimately impacted the world in a massive way um, has been channeled. Well, it, 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 in her case, is it being channeled from her higher self? Or, I mean, who is giving us this information in this book? Cause so Eric says there's a combination at work. It's, it's her higher self. It's her, mm-hmm. it's her spirit guides. It's all of it. You know, Eric okay. is saying that we all have access to that. Um, and, and I don't know, Eric is saying, Lori, did you even know it was your higher self channeling? Um. I kind of am conflicted with how I, you know, how I respond to this. Was I aware of it from time to time that I was accessing these spaces inside of me that were deeper than I was, I was aware I was capable? Yes. Um, it took me four years to write the book, and it was a very rigorous process. Oh, and then oh, occasionally yeah. I would have things pop into my head that I said that I would know did not come from me. It would be like, you know, I was mm-hmm. thinking of what would be the perfect word here. Come on, guys. You know, and I'm just kind of talking out loud in my head saying, hey, I need some help here. What would the, the word be? And every once in a while, a word would pop into my head and I would say that word didn't come from me. That, but that is the perfect word that I need. And I would look it up and say, yep, that's the word. Like, I don't usually, I know what the word ruminate means, but I don't usually use it in my vernacular. I just, I don't, I just don't. But one day when I was writing, I'd say, gosh, I need the right word. And then ruminate popped, ruminate popped right into my head. And if you read this book and you find that word ruminate, you'll say, hey, that was when she definitively can credit somebody else. But there were multiple times that happened. And um, although I would tell my husband, you know, during the process, honey, there's some weird things happening to me. And when I first shared it with him, he'd be like, you know, come on, that's coming from you. You're doing that. But um, I think now that I've used him to narrate for for four years, the progression of the book and, and how each chapter evolved and the all the versions that I narrated to him, he has kind of come over to that way of thinking. It's like, yeah, there there's some depth to this. <laughs> Um, I mean, that happens that, to me too. Where I'm talking at a party and I'm I'm thinking to myself, where in the shit is this coming from? <laughs> because I'm not that smart, okay? Wow. So yeah. Well, Eric is saying Eric wants to chime in. Eric wants to chime in and say that really, ladies, there's no difference 
we're, it's all the same. Mm. It's just sometimes you're aware of it and sometimes you're not. You're all okay. one. Your higher self is you. So yeah, that's right. I mean, we're 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 all yeah. one. And okay. So mm-hmm. Lori, you want to go on to the next topic? Sure, sure. The next one um, is a mindset of running away. It's um, almost four minutes, so I'll try to, to, to wrap it up. But again, each chapter in the book is very developed and um, a lot more uh, lengthy. So I just am, am pulling a clip from this chapter. We all run from things, all of us. If we run, we can remove ourselves from things, people, and situations we don't like. We can also avoid confrontation and all the uncomfortable things that come with it. Confrontation is never easy because it means we'll have to explain. And knowing that we may have to is one of the main reasons we run. We just know when we get certain feelings, we have to run because it's the only way to get away from those feelings. So we flee the scene. We search for the nearest fire escape and run from all the things and people that make us feel the way we do. Since they're responsible, we don't have to think about their feelings. That's up to them to figure out because we need to focus on running. And running makes it hard to see anything other than reasons to keep running or to keep us from seeing the real reasons we run. And if we stopped, we might have a chance to see that, yes, we are running from confrontations, but not the ones we think. We are running from confronting ourselves and our own feelings of fear and cowardice. Feelings that seem out of sync with how we see ourselves. Feelings we cannot bear to own because owning them would mean we would have to explain. And that would mean we would have to accept responsibility. And since we want to avoid all of that, we try and outrun it. But we never do. It always turns out that no matter how fast or far we run, those feelings run right along with us. Yes, we may think we put them aside and move on to other things, but whenever we go back to revisit those memories in our minds, the same cowardly feelings resurface, often bringing with them more intensity than they did originally. If only, originally, we had cleared the air. Any feelings of fear or cowardice would have vanished with the air we cleared, likely never to have become a memory. Instead, by running, we created for ourselves a lingering pang of regret that would feel more irreparable as time went on. That's what running from our feelings really does. It lodges regret inside of us for a very long time. It also lodges in others a confusion they may never unravel. And we know this because of our own confusion that we've never unraveled from those who left us behind as they ran from not only their feelings, but ours too. So it makes no sense for us to do the same and get into a mindset that if things happen to us, it must be how the world works. And if it works that way, it must be okay for us to work that way too. And before you know it, we have all the justification we need. We'll even say the passage of time will make everyone forget. But it never does. See, we know the world doesn't work that way. Just like we know that our lives are not about how the world works. 
our lives are about how we work with the world. And if we continue to run from or toward any excuse that makes us feel better about running, we won't end up feeling very satisfied with our work. But if instead we work through what are very normal feelings, including cowardice or any other feeling of fear, we can end up with some real satisfaction in ourselves. Perfectly normal to feel things and to have the urge to run from the things we feel. But it's what we do with these urges that matters most. Maybe it's time we confront our own feelings, especially the ones we can never outrun. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I, I've not read the book, but I'll tell you, I get chill bumps from hearing you. So absolutely That really perfect. is awesome. I, sorry, I put myself on mute because I'm trying to eat my dinner. <laughs> um, no problem. That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys need to check out this book. Anything else you want to say, Lori, before we take uh, callers? Um, well, I... I could certainly do a, a, a quick um, intro of the book if you've got an extra three minutes. Sure, go for it. Well, I'm as gonna you put, said, I'm going to put it on mute because I'm going to right, eat. All right, no guys. problem. Okay, enjoy. <laughs> and thank you for those listening and indulging me for a few more minutes. Um, as we've shared, the name of my book is The Do-It-Yourself Guide to Conscious Living. It's a book about mindset. It's also about responsibility and how liberating it can feel when you take it, especially in your relationships. This book will get you thinking about those relationships by rethinking the one you have with yourself, but it never uses guilt or blame to get its message across. Instead, it simply strips away all the habits, excuses, and explanations we use to get through things and shows us that they are precisely what prevents us from getting through things. It also exposes attitudes that are so ingrained in us that we've never thought of them as things we might want to change. This book is not about change, though. It's about choice and how many of them we have when we become aware of them. A personal anecdote here. One of my good friends who recently read the book, said to me, Lori, you've always been good at motivating, but I never knew you were this deep. Of course, I laughed at first, but the only thing I could say back to but once I started honestly looking at myself without all my excuses and explanations, especially the ones that never felt like excuses or explanations, some really deep spaces opened up inside me that I didn't know were there. Deep spaces are inside all of us. We just have to be really honest in order to find them. This book will get you to those spaces inside you, and what you'll end up with are some pretty powerful aha moments of your own. That's why it's called a do-it-yourself guide. All I do is help you get there, but it won't take you the four years it took me. That's because I condensed it into a 21-day format that anyone can use and relate to. Each day is a different mindset, and because you'll likely confront some uncomfortable feelings, but equally comforting insights, 
you'll get more out of it if you take them one day at a time. You see, once you get in the habit of looking at yourself with truth, objectivity, and compassion, you'll start seeing others that way too. You'll stop playing the game of I'm better than you or you're better than me, and you'll start appreciating how alike we all are. That's how this book will leave you feeling so much more connected when you're done. That's exactly what it's done for me, but please experience it for yourself. Um, Thank you again and again to Elisa. Um, I am humbled and honored to share it with all of you, and I truly welcome your comments and reviews. Well, seriously, I, I, I agree. It's so liberating to take over your life, you know, to, to, you know, to be emotionally honest with yourself. You know, it takes courage, but once you do it, you know so much more about yourself. Plus, all of a sudden, you see the world as one, as a collective and you understand that hurting one is hurting the collective and therefore yourself. Uh, Eric, you want to have any comments before we take callers? He says, very good, Mother. Very good. He says, you <laughs> learned, you've learned well. <laughs> well, you taught um, me well, dude. And Eric says that, you know, to feel our feelings is really why we're here. That gives the soul the experiences that it needs. So it is so important to feel the feelings and think of it as soul evolution, he says. Yeah, I mean, feelings are not going to kill you, okay? Maybe they're uncomfortable, but they are not going to endanger your life. He says they're just feelings. You get to choose what to do with them. Exactly. That's what Lori says, too. Are you guys ready to take, uh, take on? Confirmed. I concur. Um... Just catch me if you can. I, that's a re, that's on a repeat list for that movie. Anyway, um, Eric, you ready to take callers? And Veronica, you too. And and of course, Lori, you chime in to help sure, uh, sure, people sure. with their problems. Absolutely, All right. we're ready. All right, let's take somebody from the six seven eight area code. Hey there, how are you? This is deja vu all over again. I said to Lori oh. when she was on the last time. And with Veronica, she should be on TED Talks. Yes, she. Oh my God! I remember Aww. that. I remember this gentleman. You remember I, that? I absolutely do, and I just want to say I'm so complimented by that, and I hope that um, I'm fortunate enough that that can be in my destiny. And you are so kind to share such a thing. So thank I'm, you. I, kindness is easy to come by. I mean, it's truthful. And by the way, uh, thank you, Eric, for pranking me at 39,000 feet. I enjoyed oh, it. <laughs> oh, my God. That was crazy. I told, I told Eric to come on the trip with me because we're going to go to Singapore, and I don't think he's been there before. And I said, come on up on the plane with me. But I tell you what, to do what he did at seven miles up and have that red glow on that panel on the inside of that plane was mind-blowing to say the least it was, and yes the stewardess, it was so bright so bright the Weird. stewardess i know you couldn't you couldn't beat that thing and the stewardess said they finally came to the conclusion it was part of the entertainment system and like i told you elisa it sure was it entertained the hell out of me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 
funny. And, and Veronica, I want to tell you, you're one of my two favorite mediums of all time. And my daughter just said to me, oh, Veronica, oh. I was on her webpage, and she's cute happy. She called you cute happy. Oh, oh, isn't that sweet? Thanks. That you. is sweet. Yeah. So, Jim, do you want to ask you a question? Yeah, Eric, when we went to Singapore, uh, maybe you were there with me, but when we went there, I found out. Oh, 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 oh. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, oh, no, no, it was, I, oh, I messed up. There you are, sorry. Oh. No, that's, a, oh, no, that's okay. No, I meant okay. to mute me so I could take another bite of my food. Uh, so I'm going to do that now. Go, Go ahead, ahead and talk. But I'm listening no, to you. No, Eric. Okay, so Eric, when I went to Singapore, I found that my son was madly in love with this young this young girl, and I want to know if you can see is there a future for those two? I'm very curious. <clears throat> he's smiling. He's got a big old sheepish smile, and he's he's going, oh, love. <laughs> uh, there, is, there is definitely. Uh, there is definitely a destiny, he said. There is something to be completed. Um, he said, not necessarily even in this lifetime. And so there is some sort of um, soul connection, and the possibilities are wherever free will takes them. So it is definitely possible if they choose it. So that's and, what he and said. Asked, and, and... And Eric, please give light and love to this young girl's husband who passed in a drowning in Korea five years ago oh. on a ferry boat oh. with his with his children yeah. with his children on board. So give light and love to oh. that young gentleman, that Korean man. Um, he deserves it, and um, that's what I wanted to say. Eric is also saying that your son is very therapeutic and very healing, not just for this person but for the world. He has very healing energy. Just by his being. Yeah, he's a he's a really good kid. He knows how to treat his dad and mom, that's for sure, and his mm-hmm. sister. Yep. And I hope my daughter gets on to ask you a question, Veronica. Uh, I know there's the people waiting, oh. including her. So um, I love all you guys. You're the greatest. And, and keep up doing what you're doing, and you're coming through nice and clear. I can even hear Elisa chewing on the food once in a while. Oh, no. Oh, God dang it. I'm starving. I'm just I'm teasing. In the garden so hard, there's so much manual labor. I can't help it. I'm gonna faint. But no, I'm almost there. I'm just All right, teasing. thank you, Jim. I know. All right, I thank know you, you well enough. Thank bye, you. Thank you. Bye, honey. Bye, Ron. Bye. He's so sweet. All right, so we got somebody him. from. He's awesome. Uh, somebody from the eight six five area code. Hey there, what's up? Anybody at home? Nobody here yes. with us chickens. Oh, good. Hey, I'm here. Hi. Sorry, this is oh, Betty. Oh, she's here. Yay. What's your first name? Oh, okay. Beth. What you got for us? Um, I wanted to ask Eric, I guess about a month ago, I was trying to meditate, and it's hard for me to see things sometimes, but I actually saw this triangle, and... I was like staring at it and it was so cool. It was like, oh, you know, and it was kind of zooming out in my head and it wasn't actually me. And then mm. it, was, it was either zooming out or in. Um, but anyway, when it got so far, these two eyes opened underneath it. And it Ooh, was startling. creepy. 
And I opened my eyes and stopped. But what was that? I mean, it was like he says. <clears throat> Eric Eric jumped in really quick, and he corrected you in a sense. Instead of moving in and out, he's saying it was pulsating. Oh, it was pulsating. And what even is it? Creepier. Actually, what you? I know. What's that? Oh. It's even creepier. Said, That's oh even my god. Creepy. <laughs> But what he's saying was there's nothing to think, nothing to be creeped out by. You had an experience where you traveled into um, a space where there was divine wisdom waiting for you. Your own fear shut it down. Wow. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what were you really afraid of, he says, because as he's feeling it, it was just pulsating information, and information is energy. And so it's, there's really nothing to be afraid of it, if it happens again. He wants you to know that. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't that I was really afraid of it. It was startling. You know, I, it was like well, this triangle. Well, startling. Because it was new. Yeah. 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 But he says just be with it and just take notes next time. That's huh. a good. Okay. Good piece of advice. Well, thank you for calling in, Beth. Mm-hmm. Thank Next you, time. and I've, I've missed you guys. So I'm oh, glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. Thank you, thank you for coming thank back you, to sweetheart. Oh, well, yeah. she's, she's one of our regulars, one of our faves. I'll cut her off too soon, maybe. Uh, okay, we got somebody from the 404 area code. Hey, what's up? Hello? Hi. Who, who are we Hello. speaking with? This is Jim's daughter, Danielle. <laughs> oh, my God, you did get on. Awesome. Your dad is awesome. I did. Yeah. Isn't he, though? Hey, Danielle. Yeah, great. Hey, Danielle. Hello. Hi, girl. Hi, cute Veronica. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, sweetheart. And Lori, so what too, you got? don't want to leave that out. I, I, I just want to say Lori's great, too, because, you know, my dad commented on that, but Listening to her, I identified with myself a lot because mm. at 30, I decided to stop blaming myself. I'm 33 now, mm. but I decided, and my dad pointed that out to me. He could write a book, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you did it earlier than most, okay? You yeah, did it earlier yeah. than most. Some people never it's get to that I, point. So, good. He good told for you. That. He said, Danny, you got to stop blaming yourself, blaming other people. You keep blaming other people. Which was true. So my dad was right. He's always right. <laughs> oh yeah. But oh, oh. But yeah, I was so, with him in uh, Singapore on the airplane. That was pretty funny. That's cool. <laughs> so, so what you got for um, our boy? The one question I have for Eric, um, I have many, but the one is like, should I take a pregnancy test today, or can he tell me if I'm pregnant or not? Because we just started trying in February. <laughs> And I'm five days from my oh missed period. I'm five days from my missed period, so. Yeah. <laughs> five days late? Uh, listen. No. Five days until my predicted period, but I feel oh. pregnant right now, so. Okay. I'm just curious. Eric says, Eric says, listen, even though I can, I will not. He says, you need Uh-oh. to be with everybody else and find oh. out. It, the way everybody else is. and he's laughing. He's <laughs> snickering. He's snickering. Oh, you're but so listen. evil, Eric. <laughs> he uh-huh. is. He is. He's, he's snickering, <laughs> and he's saying, "Listen, I don't, 
I don't want to take your joy away, he says. So there's, I don't want to take your joy away. Hear that. I don't want to take your joy away. I get that. I get that. Did you hear that? (laughs) Yes. Do you have another question since that was kind of a bummer? Sorry, Eric, but yeah, that was the bummer. No, that's okay. Um, So I do have another question because, I just was laid off on the 22nd because of of our trip to Asia to see my brother, my Hmm. bitch of a boss, excuse my friend. She laid me off. It's okay. It's okay. It was a blessing in disguise. It really was. Like, went back to church doing all that. And, you know, like, it's going to be a blessing. So, anyway, I got this new job that I start on Tuesday, and I want to know, am I going to do well there? Am I going to like it there? Mm -hmm. So, Eric says... Are you ready? This new I'm job ready. is going to be this new job is going to be much more maternally friendly. Oh, good! But thanks for giving me the answer to my previous <laughs> question, Eric. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> you kind of ruined spoiled that one. I'm just kidding. Thanks for the hint. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, he's all jacked up. He's all excited. He always is. I love him. I love him too. So I, love I miss him. you, Eric. Keep you, I, I miss my boy. Not far. I know. Uh-oh. Hey, keep us posted, I, Danny. Yeah. Oh, I sure will. And yeah, I I really appreciate. I really connect with Eric on so many personality levels as well. Like I feel like. It's like me as a male, and it's weird. And it's like I have a friend that passed passed away. I feel like I connect with him, and I feel like I've had, like, a dream of him before. So I know I'm taking up time now, but I feel like he was in my dream showing me that my mom and I have been together in past lives before, and we're just so close that I was like, you know, my dad told me about the blog, and I'm reading it and reading it and couldn't put it down. And then all of a sudden I get these vivid dreams that my mom and I like have been through so many past lives together wow. that Eric showed me these. I feel like Eric showed me those things. Well, Eric, have so, you guys, and Eric, you and Danny, have you and Danny been Eric, in past lives together? Listen, Eric is saying that he, it's your soul and his soul are actually meeting. You're actually connecting wow. with soul, honey. So wow. very pop. No, mom. No, mom. He says no, mom. Oh, okay, We've not okay. been in past lives together. I thought that maybe maybe but, one time he, 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 she was his mother and whipped his ass when he was bad. I don't know. Somebody got to do it. No, he, he, he says, "Mom, go back to eating." No, I, I got a little bit left. It's cold <laughs> now. All right. Well, thank you, Danny, for calling. No. and good luck. Take care, Danny. Good luck, honey. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. I got a qu- question for you, Lori. Uh, one yes. thing is uh, blaming others. What about blaming yourself that she brought up? Uh, you know, do you have anything to say about that? Well, I didn't address that in the book because I was trying to save certain mindsets for the future. Um, oh, yeah. But I think that the blame chapter can actually um, apply because if you're blaming anything, you're still caught up in trying to find that somebody is at fault, even if it means you're at fault. Yeah, you're oh, okay. that totally still makes sense. Caught up in it's you're not objective about anyone or yourself, so it doesn't really matter who you're blaming. You're just caught up in that 
that mindset of blame. That's kind of your go-to thing. Whenever anything happens, somebody cuts you off in traffic, you Mm. feel like you are flawed, you are, are, you know, it's your first emotion. That's one of the things you go to first is who is, who is at fault? Who can you blame? Yeah. To to make life more palatable, but you know, they, they do it to try to make life more palatable, but it really doesn't work out that way, does it? So Eric, Eric would like to chime in here, and he says that um, it's really important that, again, he's going to reiterate that we need our feelings. I'm, I'm taking his words, and he's saying that we also need to understand there's an opposite to those feelings. So there's a reason we're having these feelings, and there's a reason we're having these experiences. So he's just mm. coming in from that perspective. That sounds good. All right, you ready for the next one? <clears throat> All right, we got somebody. I recognize this number. 763 area code. Hey there, how you doing? Hello. Hey. Can you hear me? I'm in the Yeah, are you, are you operating a snow, are you operating a snow blower or what? Is it, okay. is it bad? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I just want to give you a hard time. What's your first name? Laura. Oh, Laura, have we all right, well, what you got for our boy? I actually, a long time ago, I had wanted to call in because I had thought I was channeling Eric myself, and that was like a year ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to validate whether that was really him or not, but I've never really figured out how to get on the on the call. And it's funny because I feel like I was meant to call because I randomly looked at my phone, and I was like kind of curious, and I was like, well, I can try this. I'm just not knowing what's going on, and now here I am, I guess. So, Yay, I'm anyway. so glad. All right, so Eric, was she channeling uh, uh, you? Or uh, is that the question you want to ask? Well, that wasn't the specific question I was going to ask, but now I'm kind of curious. So, uh, Eric? He's saying he, he's saying not necessarily wasn't him. Okay. No. Okay. So what's your Sorry. other question? Um, okay. So um, this question is kind of like coming on a whim, but, you know, I'm also thinking about um, – um, the idea of blame and I'm currently in a relationship with somebody who loves to blame me and oh. I'm finding I'm finding that I understand this concept very well but there's some level I mean everything's energetic and, and I'm still attracting his reaction so th- so there's something about me that makes me wonder like I'm trying to convince him like hey it's not always me that's causing these reactions. Like you have to dig down to find out where your beliefs are and where these emotions are coming from. But mm. I also find that I'm, I'm trying to be convincing. Like I want to change him and control the outcome myself. So is there something in me that's blaming him? <laughs> Even though I'm trying this to. This is a big, great, big mess. Great big mess, Laura. I'm kidding. Well, okay. So I, I, <laughs> I think uh, I would like Eric to talk about this. And then of course, Lori. Well, let's let so, Eric go. Okay. So er, Eric is saying that anytime there's a reaction on anyone's part, there's still an, an, a negative heavy reaction, there's an, it's definitely something within you, he says, that needs to be looked at. So yeah. he's saying it, it's not about changing anybody, he says. It's about them being a mirror for you and you looking within and changing yourself. 
Yeah, I'm struggling because I think think he has mental health problems, um, you know, and I would love to see him heal, and I want to be there, you know, when Mm -hmm. he does, and I want to help him through it, although I'm also taking a lot on in the process, and it's very tough on me, but I also am willing willing to do the work, so if any, if there's anything... Well, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to eventually uh, post a YouTube of Dr. Han working on healing Robert Burke, the, the medium. I don't know if you remember him. He sometimes channeled for, for us. And it was amazing. He got to the root cause and happened to be in another life, but whatever. The root cause of why he is has the negative feelings he does. So I want you to really watch that. It'll be coming up in a few weeks. But Laura, do you want to say anything? Yeah, Laura, I honestly think that there are many chapters in my book that you would benefit from that I think it would quiet you. I think it would quiet you down and help you kind of look deeper inside of yourself, not that you're doing that, not that you're not doing that now, but really look at yourself to see how you're contributing to, to that relationship and to um, your, I'm not sure if your significant other. Um, one of the things that I include at the end of the book are some things about me. And um, they're just some private things that I discovered about romances that I had had in the past and how I always thought Lori's a player Lori's a player that I always thought that I could contribute and fix things and that it wasn't until I finally realized that, that the only thing that needed fixing was my desire to do so and I'm not saying at yeah. all that that's the case with you but I think you but, would enjoy the yeah. book from many perspectives. My husband said recently it really strengthened our marriage, and we had a we have a pretty strong marriage. But I think by just reading the chapters over and over and letting him letting it um, absorb into him the way he interpreted it, and letting it process through me the way I needed it, without us even being aware of it, it was benefiting both of us and benefiting each of us. Um, but it is the kind of book that will um, give you great pause and, and open your perspective about a lot of things. And maybe yeah, that'll you know, keep you ready or get you ready for the next work and steps that you're going to do in this relationship. Right. We can't change another person. We can only uh, change ourselves and how we react to the other person's behavior. Uh, but anyway, I hope that helps you, darling. Keep us posted. We might have lost her. Uh-oh. Oh, she could read the archives, maybe. Um, or listen to the archives. All right, we'll take one from the 479 area code. Hey there, what's up? Hi, this is Rita. Hey, Rita. How are you? I'm fine. What you got for us? I was just wanting to ask Eric about a weird situation I went through. <clears throat> had had a stroke. And twice in recovering or sometimes during the stroke, I was just in a black void Mm. and it scared the crap out of me because there was no history, there was no name, nothing about me, just a black void. 
And that was the first time, and so that scared me, and now I'm kind of scared to get lost since then. And the second time I was in the black void, I was in a black cave with a shiny floor, and I could tell there was, a, you know, the cave walls. And in the center of the cave was all these black, a pile of black floppy disks, like from way back when. That tells you how old I am. And me too. I heard in my head, I heard in my head, if you want to know something, it's all right there. And it was like, hmm. well, that's going to take forever to sort through that stuff. Oh. <laughs> but where was I? In that, what was the void, and why was there nothing about me known to me? Can you give me an explanation? Because that's just been really weird on my mind for about twenty years. You were in front of you were in you were in front of the Akashic Records. Part part is he says that you weren't with the Akashic Records. The other thing, the void where there was nothing, he said it was a bleep. Like nothing in time, but you were between here and there. Did you almost die? I have many times. <laughs> okay. Because, because you think it's not, it's not normal or co- common, he says, that, that people remember that, that dark, that because it's, it's such a, a bleep. I, I, I can't even, you can't even put into words that we would understand a minute amount of time that you're between here and there. It's wow. just something that very freak, infrequently happens. But all mm. the floppy disks, you were looking at the Akashic Records. Well, they need to upgrade. My uh, God. They need to upgrade to the cloud, okay? Not None of these well. five and a quarter inch floppies. Jesus. But go ahead. No, that's what you were looking at. That's what I was, okay. I just could never, of all my studies and researching and stuff, I just could never quite get that figured out. So that was that tiniest little blip of awareness. Wow. That's so cool. All right, thanks, Rita, for calling in. Thank you. Bye. Have a good time. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. All right, got somebody from the 801 area code here. Hi there. Is it me? Hello. Hello. It's somebody else. It's you. Yes, it's (laughs) you, silly. What you got? What's your name? Hello? What's your first name? Yeah, what's your first name, sweetie? Hi. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, It's Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi. Glad to hear from you again. Do you have something to ask? Uh, no, our it's, boy? A, it's a it's a first time. It's a first time. Oh, for some reason I recognize this time caller. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, this is interesting about the the blaming. Um, so the the last two years, I've I've kind of been blaming myself. Um, uh, my I lost both my parents um, in the last two years, and. Mm. My whole life they said, and, and I don't want this to sound petty, um, but my whole life they said that everything would be divided equally between the siblings. And then my mom died first, and dad changed the will right after she died. And um, then when he died, uh, I got like 60% of what each of my siblings got. And, you know, it it's like 
Hurtful. There was no explanation. Oh, I know. Especially when they tell you your, your whole life that you, this I is know. the way it's going to be. Hey, the um, same thing happened then, to me. I could tell you the same thing happened to me. I took care of my parents all their lives and their disabled, my sister, their disabled child. And then my, one of my sisters swoops in from Arkansas, spends like six months with my father and browbeats him and tells lies about us into giving her everything. So it's uh, hurtful because I lost a sister. I lost a friend. You know, I, I, I was betrayed by my father and her. So I know how you feel. It's upsetting. So, Eric, why? Why did this happen? So he's kind of struggling with with answering why did this happen because he wants to put it back and say, did you see signs of favoritism? Oh, absolutely, with my brother. Absolutely. So, so there's no. So he's saying, and and he's being respectful, Eric is. But he's saying then, it's very obvious why he did it. So you're not really asking, you know, why he did it. You know why he did it. What are you well, really asking, Eric? No, but but I have I have three three siblings. There was four of us. Um, like, but I'm the only one that was adopted. I, I mean, and I just kept asking myself, I know I was the most difficult child. <laughs> oh. Was I just, well, yeah, like, was I just an awful child? Is it because I was adopted? Um, hey, I, let's, I just, let's get his ass, let's get your father's ass in here to explain. Can you do that? Or can you go drag him in dad? by the ear. <laughs> yeah. You um, got some explaining to course. do, Lucy. So... Give me a minute, and Eric is going to go see if he can find your father. Did this happen recently within the last two years? Yes, yes. It feels very, very, this energy that's here feels very freshly crossed over. And he's very, he's got his head hung. He's very sheepish. Also, would you describe this man in life as like, did he have very domineering energy, very, when he spoke, people listened? Yes. Absolutely. Almost bully-like. Um, I wouldn't uh, say bully. That's more my brother. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. So, so, so Eric has, I believe Eric has your father here, very sheepish, kind of hanging his head. Um, he ought to. And so what's the, direct, what's the direct question to your like, father? Why did he not treat me equal? Yeah. Did, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's a lot of questions tied up with it. Um, like, what was mm-hmm. I an awful daughter? No, just, let's just keep like, it open-ended. It just, it just hurts. Yeah, yeah why? why? It just, mm-hmm. it just hurts. Well, he, he's saying that there were other – now, listen, this is, I'm just the messenger, so don't shoot me. Oh, God. He's okay. saying that the other children were more attentive the whole life, oh. their whole life. What does that mean? Does that mean anything? Yeah. What does to that you? mean? No. <laughs> what does that mean? Because he's saying more attentive, more there, more hands-on. Maybe in his estimation, you know. Like, Maybe right. This is what he's saying. Okay. This is what he's saying. What does he regret? Listen, does I'm he gonna, regret what he did? I'm. Listen, I'm going to chime in here as the medium, and I'm going to tell you there's no good easy way 
to answer this question or hear any of this. And so I think for your own well-being, this is me telling you this, I, I I would probably work through it in therapy, comfortable bringing forward the information. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm just not. It's what, what about in a private session? Would you do it then? I would. I mean, yeah, of course, because yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, okay. listen, I'm not telling you that like, because like it's I'm, not, I'm not. I don't get embarrassed. I I wouldn't be embarrassed. I just, you know, I'm just ready for answers. I I've just struggled with this for two years, and it's just so. I think you should you, you should talk to your dad. And perhaps your mom in link through Veronica, you know, set up some sort of appointment with her. It's, it's or, or just pick, sounds or like pick any medium. Yeah, it's it's not a simple answer. It's really not yeah. one simple answer. It's got a mix of his stuff in it. It's got a mix of what he believes. It's got a mix of biology. These were my kids. There's nice. A, it's a big oh, there, thing. Oh God. But also you nice. talk. Maybe the, talk to the higher self of your siblings too. So that would be a very interesting session. I really think you should do it. Okay. I mean, is this supposed to be like a like a big life lesson for me? Like, did I write this into my chart to learn? Okay. Oh, it, does feel, it feels says, that yeah. monumental. Yeah. <laughs> it feels yeah. that oh, big. Eric yeah. Says, Eric says, if there's any solace that you can take away from this, any comfort. It is that you absolutely signed up for this. He's saying it doesn't okay. make it any less painful. And he's yeah. saying a little. here's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here's the, bo- here's the bottom line. You need to believe that you were loved. And love doesn't come with a monetary value. I know a human That's level, true. I get it. But what Eric is saying is absolutely the truth. And he's saying you were probably, what I'm hearing Eric say is, your mother's favorite. What? Really? <laughs> That's so awesome, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I, I felt, so I felt her around her me too. the last, I felt yeah. her around me she the last few days. Like, she was here. She was Oh. Very protective of you. Very protective of you. And what I will say to you is, I'm hearing your. <laughs> oh my God! They must have. My father and your father must have had the same mother. All right, we're gonna go on to the next caller. But I really, I really do want you to uh, to figure this out through a medium. I so, me too. Um, me too. Yeah. Okay, darling. Thanks you okay. for being brave enough to All call right. me hey, about this. All right. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks so much. You're welcome. You're Bye. welcome. Bye, y'all. Bye. Oh, God, I feel for her. I know how she feels. Oh, God. All right. Uh, because it makes you feel unloved, really. Um, all right. We got somebody from the 516 area code. Hey there. What's up? Are you there? Hello. Anybody home? Hello. 516 area code. Dang it. All right. Well, one more. We'll try the 860 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Hi. This is Laura um, from Connecticut. I'm really surprised I got through. I know, because you were close to the bottom of the list, girl. But we, we squeaked <laughs> you in. <laughs> Yay, that's exciting. Yay. Um, yeah, I've been talking. I've been emailing you back and forth, Elisa. It's the new admin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Laura. Oh, my God, you're awesome. (laughs) 
Yay. Um, so, yeah, my question for Eric would be, um, so I've been delving into my mediumship abilities, and I'm just wondering what he thinks would be the main disconnect that I have right now and like how I could strengthen it. So the, the first thing Eric is doing is he's jumping around. He's moving all over the place. He's saying your mind goes too much. Is that mm-hmm. true? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So as your as your mind goes, your thoughts go. You can't calm down. You can't hear. He says. Mm-hmm. That's the basic. So what do you want? Yeah. Do you want to know what to do about it? He says. Yeah, because I've said, I've always yeah. I've, I've seen spirit. I've heard You're, spirit. I get the impressions, but it's just not it's not on demand. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you? Do you? Do you have anxiety? Oh, yeah. Big I mean, everybody has anxiety, but Eric, Eric is saying if you're overly anxious, that's going to stop you from communicating and connecting. He's saying if you work on your anxiety, you might just be anxious about connecting. Yeah. And that's enough that to makes stop sense. it. Yep. Yeah. So what that can could she be do? all it is. What can she do uh, about he that? Says work on Work on her meditation, work on quieting her mind, and work on focus and discipline of the mind. You know, oh, he's saying you might take um, yoga would help mm-hmm. you to focus and get disciplined. Yoga, Tai Chi, something like that where you have discipline and focus at the center. Mm. Oh, that's okay. wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh, yep. another thing Thank for your you. to-do list, Laura. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, but I'm excited. Any other? I, I love to, I love to keep busy. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like we're the same. I swear to God, I have a busy yeah. mind. I can't quite. Erin, uh, any last words for her? Nope. He's saying as long as she can quiet her mind, she's going to be a fabulous medium. Oh, I know awesome. she will. Yay, All right, thank, thank you, you, Laura. Have a good night, everyone. Bye, Laura. Yay. Bye, honey. And thanks for having the thankless job of being one of the admins. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) You're welcome. As we close, um, I want to say thank you so much, Veronica, for doing this at veronicadrake.com. Oh, my God. You guys have to check her out, veronicadrake.com. And, Lori, what is your website? Do you have one? It's my name. It's lorigivens.com, L-O-R-I-E-G-I-V-E-N-S.com, and my book. The Do-It-Yourself Guide to Conscious Living is uh, available in paperback and ebook on Amazon. Awesome. Thank you for being an awesome guest, Lori. And I love you oh, guys. Thank you so much. Love you too. Thank Bye, you so love much. You. Bye, Veronica. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.